Hello everyone, I must say that it has been spiritually pleasurable for me to have you join me in my sexual self-novelty explorative adventurous journey. I must say this before I say anything else. I am a person that values researching people. In this case, researching triple X entities. Um, I decided that any triple X entity that I do business with of any kind, they have to be sensitized to survivors of all types and contexts of compound traumas. That means that they cannot have any form of structural discrimination and institutional discrimination. And if they do, I have nothing to do with them. So I don't have blind faith when it comes to any institution. Um, In fact, I walk by sight when it comes to any institution. So in terms of these triple X entities, I refuse to sell my soul to anyone or anything. I value background checking triple X entities and all the individuals and groups of people within them all. Because the in porn and erotica, the companies that you shoot for, the companies that you do any kind of lawful sex work with, it speaks volumes of your character because you're endorsing the volumes of their character. So... Even in triple X media, whoever you do a, a sexual business with, that means you co sign all things them and they co sign all things you. So for me, 
I decided not to be gullible when it comes to any triple X institution in any, any institution in general. Um, I decided to always do my homework, to never be a cult leader and a cult follower. I don't join any triple X institution that's a sex cult. Um, I don't join any sex or triple X institution that glorifies sex cult leadership and sex cult following. Um, For me, I also decided to even be mindful of media interviews even within that world because I I recognize that I'm a person that's decided not to do any kind of media interviews and to me that will extend to the triple X world because it's one thing for me to show up at certain events that are harmless that are free of us versus them but I have not found any media outlets inside the adult industry world and out and outside of the adult industry world that um, honors my need for for um, factual informative details to be articulated with appropriateness meaning speak the truth in love while not succumbing to the doom and gloom of life. So I decided to be fair and go, I just don't do any meeting interviews as a result of that. Because it's very easy for people to feel like, oh, you must have a vendetta against me because you'll interview for them but not me. I don't interview for anyone. Um, I feel like my podcast, our podcast, is a much better wording. Our podcast speaks volumes of my character speaks enough volumes of my character and my book speaks enough volumes of my character and my future website will speak enough volumes of my character I feel like all you need to know about me is what I write what I record and what my internet links have to say about me that I create I feel in the op-eds I'll be doing in the future I feel like all of that is enough 
in terms of what to know about Antonio, right? And then um, I feel that um, for me, in terms of the triple X world, this is what I want to say. I want to say that um, in regards to my sex life, I must make it clear that my amount of sex partners is in wholesome moderation. The amount of sex I have on camera is in wholesome moderation. And the amount of sex I have off camera is in wholesome moderation. In other words, my sex life when I film, don't film, and the quantity of the quality it's all just right. Never too much, never too little. Um, when it comes to sex on and off, the footage, I'm well-rounded, well-adjusted, well-unified, and well-balanced. And I said these things before, let me give you details to why I'm saying that. It's very easy to think that, oh, all of this triple X work you'll be doing is his codependency on the childhood compound traumas of yours. Wrong. And I say wrong respectfully because this is me evolving into my sexuality, growing in my sensuality and blossoming in my own eroticism, all independent of the childhood compound traumas that I I recover from and recuperate from daily. I had to make that clear. And um, to be honest, I've thought about something that I put in my book, but I wanna give you more information. Many people ask me, Tony, what are your thoughts on waiting until marriage to have sex? Honestly, I'm one of those good love heart types. And often I'm very healthily physical in a relationship. A serious one. You can also say casual one, casual two. I'm just very physical. Healthily speaking, I'm very affectionate. Healthily speaking, I'm into public display, healthy public displays of affection. Healthily speaking, so my sex drive is hypersexual kind of the good hypersexuality. When I'm casual, and when I'm committed, my sex drive is just as high, but it'll be for just that one person. 
So even though I do honor bodily integrity and enthusiastic consent, as y'all know, when it comes to me feeling strongly for a person, when it comes to me feeling strongly for people, people is casual, person is committed. My sex drive is too high to sexually abstain from them. And I had to be real with myself. Could I wait till I have sex? And because I am very erotic, very sensual, very sexual, whether it's committed or casual, the ability to essentially abstain, erotically abstain, and sexually abstain from who I'm involved with in terms of committed monogamy or casual non-monogamy or casual monogamy or committed non-monogamy. I don't have the ability to wait that long. And I don't diss people that do. I just understand how my biology works. I understand how... I am one of those very much loving, very much in love type of persons. And it shows up in always wanting to be under that person, close to the person, and physically feeling, spiritually feeling the person. You can also say the people, depending upon which relational context you put me in. So I had to say that those are parts of my nature and it has nothing to do with commitment phobia, it has nothing to do with jealousy issues it has nothing to do with envy issues, it has nothing to do with trauma issues, it has nothing to do with abuse issues, it has nothing to do with toxic masculinity, it has nothing to do with um Purity culture has nothing to do with sex work exposure. It has nothing to do with meet the media's views on sex and sexuality. It has nothing to do with my upbringing. It has nothing to do with the households I grew up in. It has nothing to do with anything school-related. These are my independent of compound trauma thoughts about my own biology. Some people have um, remarkably high libidos. By nature, that's me. So to have sex first on my wedding night is not something that I can biologically do because of how I'm biologically wired. And again, I applaud people that took marriage to have sex the ones that's right for them. But I know that wait till marriage to have sex is not right for everyone, including me. And 
it has nothing to do with the rape culture of my childhood. It has nothing to do with the sexual slavery of my childhood. It's just me healing and saying, you know, I feel that if I'm in a relationship with someone, and let's say we did decide to get married, I the best way in my mind for us to fully know if we are of erotic chemistry and erotically compatible. Sensual chemistry means sensually compatible as if we have premarital sex and if we um, engage in fornication. And I feel that on our wedding day, we know for certain that we click on all sexual cylinders because I don't want to not be certain and find out when we sleep together that night. I need to know everything. Like, okay, do we have living chemistry, living compatibility to decide to live together? And I feel like the only way I could know for certain is if we actually live together. That way I'm like, okay, the sex is on point and the roommating is on point too. Oh, we're really meant for each other. I have no doubts, no skepticism. And I have the certainties that I need. Okay, this is going to work out beautifully. And that's what helps me because I'm a visual learner. So somebody can tell me sexually how they are and are not. But to me, as a visual learner, I need to, okay, I can see us sexually getting along exceptionally well and living together getting along exceptionally well, too. Um, I need an up-close-and-personal when I learn, especially on these vital topics of life. So that I'm just being honest with you about what works for me and where I am. Plus, I feel that, let's say the sex turned out to be less than ideal, less than, less to be desired, much to be desired, right? Because we're not married, we can just peacefully depart each other. When you're married, it may take months, a year over a year to finalize the divorce. So that is how I politely feel. Those are my respectful sentiments. Um, And now when it comes to, you know, it's kind of like I have to kiss you that way on our wedding day. We have lip chemistry 
lip compatibility, tongue chemistry, and tongue compatibility. So premarital kissing, that's something I'm into because I don't want, for me, speaking for myself, it would feel like a guessing game. And I don't want to play any guessing games. I don't want to play the game of telephone. That's what it would be like for me. I'm only speaking for me and nobody else when I say these things. Now, here are other things that, you know, I've noticed in, um, you know, the world of um, in the world of porn, some of the mainstream porn. I've come to recognize that often the timing is off. Sometimes they do sex acts and sex positions and you can tell that Sometimes they do the positions and acts very late. Sometimes they do the sex acts and positions too soon. A lot of times the male ego is, okay, the woman has to keep telling me to do what she wants me to do to her. And the female mind says, I'm frustrated that this male pig just doesn't have the memory to actually remember to do what I have told them to do the first time. Now, sometimes some men won't admit that they have sexual amnesia, and I respectfully say that to those who actually have amnesia, and they won't even admit that they have some sexual dementia and sexual aphasia, and I say that respectfully, people have aphasia and dementia. And you could tell they have sexual memory loss or they have this unhealthy sense of sexual mind wandering because some, you could feel like sometimes when they are pal driving, as it's called in porn, so to speak, that's what they call it. I don't call it that, they call it that. Um, penetrating for lack, you know, lack of a better word, you could tell that they're struggling to have sexual recall, sexual memory recall, because the um, the soldier in the military combat-looking facial expressions they have. It's like they're trying to just remember and the woman could see that he's struggling to remember so she'll tell him or look at him like he's crazy and stupid. I've seen this in mainstream porn. And the guy will go, Oh yeah or he'll he'll make some kind of vocalization of the equivalent of oh yeah and he'll do it. Sometimes the woman will sexually verbally chastise him. Other times she'll sexually not verbally t- chastise him. She'll do some kind of gesture that will make him feel stupid and crazy. Sometimes there have been sexual heated arguments between the men and the women. And sometimes they are um, sexual um, 
shouting matches and they cur- and they have sexual curse each other out matches they have evil spirited mean spirited sexual name calling matches and they try to sexually manhandle each other competitively speaking with one another and i and it's like sometimes the man will look def- sexually defeated and sexually um, dismantled because the woman may say or do something as a way of saying, this is what I wanted you to sexually do, and it took you long enough to remember, or the equivalent along the lines of that. And you can tell he's still having sex with her, but the sexual strength, he's lost some of it. He's not as... Um, he's not penetrating as hard. And it's soft penetration is a form of sexual strength. I just want to say that. But he's not as sexually vigorous. For a lot of men, when they feel like they are a bunch of sexual failures and they're a bunch of sexual perfectionists, they are afraid of making sexual mistakes and having sexual flaws and sexual mishaps, sexual misadventures, their sexual silence says it all. The inaudible loudness, sexually speaking. And then I remember a lot of times the man doesn't know how to just enjoy himself sexually. So in his mind, when in doubt, even though She's just started gyrating me in the woman on top position. Two minutes later, I'm going to just have her uh, blowjob me. I'm like, no, you don't need a blowjob right now. You need to learn how to have full sexual uncensorship with her. You need to learn how to have full sexual euphoria with her. You need to learn how to have full sexual joyfulness with her. You will always have times for oral sex. And sometimes what the woman will do the same thing to the man. For example, the man could be jackhammering her from behind. Three minutes later, eat me out. And it's like, but y'all just started. And they go right back into the position. Sometimes they go to another position. It's like, but... That was, yeah, you know, they're being sexually abrupt with each other. And a lot of times they're um, just, you know, sexually leaving each other to sexually fend for, for themselves. And a lot of times they just have these sexual thoughts that pop up and you can tell they're sexual um, they're being sexually asymmetrical there's sexual inequalities there sexual inequities there's sexual inequality of opportunity there's sexual inequality of outcome and I have noticed some of that in a lot of the uh, mainstream porn and also Sometimes they obey the woman, sexually speaking, too quickly 
or too late. And when they do it, it's more of... They do things on a sexual bare minimum, as I call it. It simply means if somebody that you're having sex with ask or tell you to do sexual acts or a sexual habit, some sexual. Often what happens from what I have seen is that they do it to quickly get over with or they do it way too much, way too hard or way too soft and way too slow or they'll only do it when the woman keeps badgering them but if she stops badgering them sexually speaking he'll just go right back to penetrating it's like well if you do it and she doesn't have to tell you that's a full turn on for y'all both i sexually ideally speaking but she has to keep telling it's like why does it have to be a sexual baby service for adults why does she have to, um, in a sick way, sexually parentify you? Why are you, in a sick way, engaging in sexual infantilization? It's like, why does she have to constantly teach you how to sexually excite her? Why can't you just... Be an excellent student and be her sexual valedictorian, you know. And I feel like it was always weird that the man will just hold the woman's rib cage when she's on top of him or behind her. And he'll only, like, tap her on the behind when it's time to change positions or when he tells her to do something sexually. But other than that, it's just, I squeeze you too hard and I penetrate too hard and I thrust too hard. I've always found that to be sexually problematic. A lot of sexual conflicts, sex, and a lot of erotic issues in that world. And then I noticed that sometimes the woman will express what she wants to sexually do next. The man may look at her like she's crazy, or he may try to one up her. Oh, you trying to con- sexually control? No, I'm gonna be in sexual control or. But the equivalent of that, being sexual smart Alex, being sexually sarcastic, um, being um, sexual backhanded compliments, and, um, you know, then there's this um, verbal, being verbally sexually micromanaging then there's the non-verbally sexual micromanaging that happens and um, you know insulting sexual innuendos 
and um, insulting sexual pop culture references being used and um, it's like the sexual version of playing the dozens I've seen that happen between the men and women some mainstream porn I've seen a lot of times you could tell that the guy feels sexually constipated sexually claustrophobic and sexually suffocated because those are all sexually self-imposed. And what the guy is sexually imposing on the women is making them feel sexually claustrophobic, sexually constipated, and sexually suffocated. Like, they, nobody feels like they can sexually just live and sexually breathe and sexually exist. I then noticed that... Um, It's just that for me, I have noticed too that when it comes to the sex, a lot of times the guy is like he's playing the sexual, um, let's see if this works or not game. It's like erotic guessing, so to speak, in the form of, well, as long as you don't tell me to do this sex act, I'll just do it. But if she tells me to do it, I don't even I don't do it as much, or I'm you know I'm too rambunctious with it, or I you know I do it so quick and and so hard that she can't fully bask in the ambience, bask in the erotic ambience of what I'm erotically doing to her, and. Um, it's like, it's like they'll do a sex act just to get her approval, but you should have gotten her approval for doing the sex act before you even did the sex act, right? And a lot of times with the guys I've seen this, they'll, the woman, they'll have the woman disrobe for the most part. Other times they'll have her, have only her high heels on. And the guy will have his Timberlands on or he'll have his um, dress shirt or T-shirt on. And he'll either uh, take it off towards the end, towards the middle, or the only way he'll start undressing himself if she blowjobs him. And um, sometimes she has to get tell him to take his take his clothes off because the guy will always badger the woman to take her clothes off and the guy will sometimes say well you gotta take yours off and take mine's off it's kind of like I notice every time a woman will give a sexual command the man can't just joyfully submit it's always hey you're trying to usurp my sexual masculinity, my sexual masculine authority, it's always been a form of sexual chauvinism, sexual misogyny, sexual sexism, 
sexual hypermasculinity, sexual toxic masculinity, sexual cisnormativity, sexual heteronormativity, sexual cissexism, sexual cisnormativity, sexual phallocentrism, sexual androcentrism, and sexual male supremacy, sexual male superiority, sexual male supremacism. I've noticed those things a lot in uh, a lot of mainstream porn. Um, sexual machismo, sexual bravado. I noticed that in that world too. And then I thought of this. A lot of times the men won't admit sexually, I don't know which way to go. So there's a lot of sexual misandry. Um, a lot of times the woman won't is not able to admit sexually, I don't know which way to go. Like sometimes the man will tap the woman on her behind as if to say, express your thrill of what I'm doing to you. Like in other words, feed my sexual ego by telling me how good I am sexually. It's like they depend on women for sexual acceptance, sexual approval, sexual self-esteem, sexual um, validation, and sexual self-confidence, and, you know, sexual, being sexually champion, being sexually endorsed, and feeling like, well, I need her permission to be a sexual hero, be a sexual superhero, be a sexual protagonist. And when she doesn't do that, the man gets upset because he's like, you make me feel like I'm a sexual villain, a sexual devil, and a sexual antagonist. And um, when the woman expresses it, he feels like he's the... He's like, he feels like he's the best things ever happened to sex and women. And um, then I've noticed that uh, the woman will usually stay quiet, even when he gives her this brutalizing permission to sexually brag about me to me and sometimes the men will just be happy she's silent or take her silence as approval other times he keeps telling her to hey speak up don't be shy and fuck me and take this dick take this how you want it I've seen this in live mainstream porn and the woman will say a little bit or will start being theatrical overboard with it or keep quiet or look at him as if to say, "I, you know, I don't feel like talking. You can't make me do what I don't want to do. You can't make me say what I don't want to say. You can't make me think what I don't want to think. You can't make me feel what I don't want to feel. Because some women have been taught the man has to be in sexual complete control so much that he should do all the talking, he should do all the changing positions, and he should do all the sexual hard work. I just have to keep my back arch and my 
um, gluteus maximus in his air because sometimes the man will misogynistically say, put down the breasts. He doesn't say it that way. He just says titties. And face down. Like, basically, the soul of the woman matters not. And the body of the woman is all of who she is. And that is the sexual contempt for women. That's in a lot of mainstream porn. That's the narcissistic contempt for women. That's in a lot of mainstream porn, too. Basically, sometimes the man will take his big hands and slam, put the woman's face, keep her head to the to the couch or to the floor while he's thrusting her the way a rapist would to their rape victim. And you could tell that it's physically caught, physically paining her, physically causing her pain. So, um, I've also learned this thing. Don't assume that, oh, I know when to change position next. If y'all have the type where you just ease your way into it, make sure when you have enough orgasmic exhilaration or you feel that sense of I'm full similar to eating a good meal then that's when you can just change into it. You know, you change into it by going by the sexual vibes and the sexual aura of each other. And that's how you can ease your way into positions and acts where you could tell, oh, this person, I I get the feeling they really want this position or act next. And by their pleasant um, countenance, that answers yes as the question for you to turn some answer. And um, I've then learned something. Um, A lot of times with guys, they'll um, talk about a woman's body part repeatedly and creepily and eerily. It's like, but her body part is right there and she keeps telling you to pleasure it with your hands, with your tongue, sometimes with your teeth. But he'll do one method out of all three in terms of all the ways she said pleasure her. And I'm like, just do all three. What is it with I brag about your breasts, but I ain't gonna touch it. And I'm bragging about your breasts to you while we're having sex. It's like, okay, put oil on it, put liquid on it, put food or cream and slurp it. And I say that kindly to women. It's like, some women are into that. I'm like, just do that. Or at least 
gently behold instead of ooh, look at that breath, look at that, look at that. I'm like, you don't have to tell yourself to do what you're already doing. So obviously you're looking at the breast. You don't have to say, look at those breasts. I'm like, but there's no other person around. So why are you talking if there's somebody else around when it's just you too? I've always found that weird when guys will say, oh, it, it's like a mainstream porn. It's like, ooh, I've seen, you know, it's like, man, I like this woman. I'm like, tell, just say I like you because she's literally in your face. Um, as the guys will call it, writing. I'm like, why are you talking about her? And she's naked with you. It's like, talk to her, to her. Don't talk about her and think you're talking to her. It's kind of like, oh, I like, I like, I, I, I like this man already. Or, oh, man, look at, look at the, look at that legs. I'm like, just say, I like your legs. Or look, or I enjoy looking at you. I'm gonna do more than just look at you. Exactly. It's just weird what I've seen a lot of mainstream porn. And um, that's my final set of mainstream porn. I'll talk about the other positive things. Overall, I've just learned that when it comes to sex, I said this before. Sex. requires um, taking turns being each other's teachers and each other's students. In certain cases, What some lovers do is that they kindly give each other sex pop quizzes, sex final exams, sex bar exams, and sex tests, and sexual extra credit, sexual homework assignments, so to speak. And they kindly sexually grade each other, not the way a lot of mainstream porn does it, but in a... um, in a way that's like, ooh, I can get the sexual multiple choice answers correct and the sexual filling the bubbles correct like they do in, um, rec- um, you know, it's like their own version of school, but, but adults and the sex, everything. And I've learned that um, it's like they do sexual projects, erotic experiments with each other. This is some lovers do. I learned that some lovers are the type that when you when they give you their consensual permission some like constantly talking constantly directing and they may feel like well you can use slurs that that's what turns them on. Some lovers are not into that. 
Some lovers like a give and take of everything. Some lovers don't. Some are just... Whatever comes to our mind, we're just going to do it. And some lovers are not that way, too. And sometimes the guy will tell the woman what to do, but he'll tap on the behind too hard. Like, if the man puts his penis out and it comes out, instead of apologizing to the woman, he'll keep badgering her. Put it back, put it back, put it back. Other times... He'll badger her to keep her gluteus maximus spread. Keep the ass spread. Keep the ass spread. It's like, why not you spread it for her and not be sexually accident-prone, clumsy in the first place? Stop thrusting too carelessly. If you make a sexual error that you commit it's okay to make sexual amends and sexually apologize erotic remorse and erotic regret are are beautiful things well now that I'm finished with that so basically here's what sex is going to be like for me moving forward now and forevermore well This is exactly what I get to tell you. I I no longer force myself to watch anything I don't want to watch, which includes sexual media. And I no longer, like, if those who rape me pop in my mind, I masturbate, I let the memories pass when those uh, that come in my mind, you know, pump farmers that I used to watch. They enter my mind when I masturbate. I let the moment pass. And when past lovers come in my mind when I masturbate, I let those moments pass. I don't masturbate to those images in my mind anymore. I let the moments pass. They don't happen as much, but when I let them pass, I can go, okay, I can create sensitive lovers in my head who look exactly the way I like preferentially and more importantly the noble character is exactly what I need necessity so I masturbate to imaginary heart throbs of the body and soul in my head and that's how I get off alone that's how I have self multi ejaculatory orgasms Right? I have self-orgasm control, by the way. And um, sex for me moving forward. Um, when you're an extraordinary person, the truth is, especially if you are 
of erotic empathy. Like, you just sexually firework explode whomever you're with. I no longer say don't tell anybody. Because I've learned that even though it's okay if you don't want anybody to know that you have sex, I'm not talking about secrecy, I'm talking about privacy, right? In my case, I just say use your discernment in terms of what you sexually share, don't sexually share. If you're not comfortable, don't. If you are, do. As long as they're trustworthy, go ahead. If you get the vibe they're not trustworthy, don't at all. That's what I would say to them. It's, you know, I would say obey the discerning vibes. And it and remember your dynamics with that person or people. If they are sexually sane people, if they are erotically safe people, then you use your discernment to talk about what happened between us sexually and also you should discern in terms of capacity of sexual personal information sharing, right? That's what I say. Um, Because I recognize that when you are a rare breed of a lover, like you're sensitive beyond measure, sensitive beyond compare, it would be really hard for that person not to at least tell one person. Because it's like, well, I'm not sharing this to violate erotic privacy nor sensual confidentiality. You know, it's more of... I'm just... You know, people or person need to know that, yeah, you know, caring... Concern, compassion, the triple C's within sex, canon does exist. I'm not saying be a bunch of sexual blabbermouths. I'm not saying tell all your coworkers. I'm not saying post everything about it on your social media. I'm not saying tell all your relatives. And lastly, I'm not saying tell anybody willing to listen. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is is that the kind of lover I am, the fact that um, And I am wonderfully sexually infectious. I'm not talking about diseases. I'm talking about, ooh, you know, I'm experiencing a 
sexual gentle manliness and sexual chivalry. I have to make a, I have to make these newsworthy declarations to at least somebody that I can, that is wise with my trust and well-equipped to handle. Because those that are ill-equipped and not equipped, say nothing to them. Those that are well-equipped and extraordinarily well-equipped to handle what you're saying, tell them. So that's just how I've been feeling. And um, I'm so glad that my days of... um, Of regularly watching mainstream porn and regularly being erotica are over. I decided that um, the only erotica and porn I'll be doing for the most part would be the the ones I create and star in. And if it's with and if it's anybody else erotica and porn. It has to be as good as mine for me to view it. And if it is, I'll be viewing it on rare occasions. And as for my webcam modeling, the only one I'll be viewing is pretty much my own. And if there's any webcam models, that to be as good as me. And if they are, I'll view them on, on, on occasionally too. And, uh, you know, all I can say is I officially, finally, fully know myself sexually, erotically, essentially. So this is the conclusion of my sex, erotica, adult film, webcam, webcam modeling episodes. Thank you all for being patient with me and... I'm glad and I'm thankful that I'm was being patient with me. Um, so in closing, you're asking me who would I perform with? All good adult walks of life. And um Age disparity won't be a concern because I'm not a deviant pervert. I don't have mommy issues, daddy issues. I don't do parentification. I do infantilization, as y'all know. I'm not predatory, nor I'm a perpetrator, so age won't be a problem. And, um... I'm just willing to um, film with people of both of both inner adults of inner beauty one, and which means they also have outer beauty to me. If your heart is good, then your body good to me. Yeah, the entire adult gender sexual diversity and the entire adult human diversity. 
that's how the fuck I feel. I would never sleep with 18, 19. No. If you have teen as a part of your age, hell no. And basically, I would really, 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 really say this. That, um... I'll be performing with adults of all sexes, all races, all sexual orientations, all gender identities, all sex characteristics, all national origins, all skin colors, all ethnicities, all social classes, all disabilities, all, you know, all neurotypicals, all neurotypicality, all non-disabilities, of all denominations, of all religions, and all secularities, and all forms of unbelieving, unbelieving, and um, um, of all political affiliations, as long as you're not extreme left, nor far right, and... And adults of all continents, all islands, all body types, all body shapes, all personality types, all all personality temperaments, and um, all looks, all sizes, all heights, all weights. Just be healthy. And um, all healthy viewpoints and all healthy opinions and... Um, you know, all all hair textures, all hairstyles, those from all caste systems, all socioeconomic backgrounds. And all human statuses. Just adults. And, um... Just... Just know that... Just know that um, I am would I know that survivors would want to be the majority of my on-screen and off-screen partners because survivors know best and how to sexually please me, but non-survivors are welcome to be my on-screen, off-screen partners too. And plenty of them know how to sexually please me too. I just wanted to 
have a healthy bias towards survivors. Thank you.